That's like a total eclipse of the heart. Oh my god. I fucking hate you. Yeah. <laughs> I second that amount of hate. <laughs> All right. For the love of God, should we start this episode? <laughs> Please. Hello, and welcome to episode 33 of Medicine for the Dead. We took a break, uh, like an extended break, because it's been a fucking, it's been a fuck of a month. It's been an absolute fuck of a, May has just been like a my, may a fucker of a month. That's like, such a euphemism. I know, I was going break. like motherfucker, but like may a fucker of this little thing. Anyway, I'm BJ. We I'm Matt. Dr. Cat here. <laughs> I have nothing we need to say this week, Christian. I'm Josh. That's Josh. Also, I'm happy to be alive. I want to point out that you were making a Friends reference. I was. I love and I'm friends. so excited that that just happened because I don't think that's I, ever happened before on this podcast. I'm disappointed that I missed that. It's we the were, only pop culture reference I think I'd ever We were on a break. It's when Ross oh, fucks that yeah, yeah, super yeah, yeah, cute yeah, yeah, girl yeah. instead of Jennifer Aniston. What was he thinking? Except for also... The other girl was cute too. I get it. But. You know, you are a funny, cat, because I've I've mentioned a bunch of movies to you in conversation, and you've watched literally none of them, mm. like from Jaws <laughs> to Aliens to. Pred- I've seen Jaws. You didn't. She's not a Jaws. monster. Right, I might have not asked about Jaws, right? <laughs> but like, generally speaking, like when I come up with like a like a, a pop culture movie reference, Blair Witch. I was just yeah, like, no. that's today. Okay, did I tell you why? Oh, no, I never I never explained that. All right, so you guys have all watched the Blair Witch Project, right? This is a quick self serving anecdote to start. You the thing do off. that. I want to do my anecdote about Blair Witch too. But go. Ahead. All right, all right. So the, I found I like I go on these binges every now and again. I watch like a B movie, and I'm like, that person's probably not that famous anymore. Oh, and then I pursue. Hi, Masha. And I find them on social media. And I'm just like, I just, I just try to like get into that person's circle because at a certain point you're not so famous anymore. And like people like me can sort of sneak into the fold. And I did with the Blair Witch chick. Right. So like we go way back now. It's been like 10 years of like Facebook friendship between she and I, and she at a certain point just went off the fucking radar. Right. She went not off the radar, just off the, off. She just went crazy into this like, uh, esoteric sort of spiritual land where she's is she like crystals spiritual yes or, like that, okay. that sort of realm but she, <laughs> she's she's out in the out in the woods oh doing, doing things okay so <laughs> today, okay so today uh i think it was when did i text you it was like yes it was yesterday yesterday, yesterday right yeah. so uh, she's out in the woods making a, a a house out of sticks and it looked awfully reminiscent of a certain film that we've all seen except mm. for cat and uh she was just like saying like how she's building this house and this place and doing this thing and a spiritual adventure. And I was like, man, are you sure you should build a house in the woods? Like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And I just left it there and no response yet. But every time she posts something like this, I just, I, I can't not troll her because nobody does. They just let her like be her spiritual self. But to me, it's like, you can't, so what BJ's saying is he's a troll. I'm a yeah, troll. That's, that was <laughs> the point of that story. That's the moral of that story. Just to clarify, what movie are we talking about? The Blair, Blair Witch, Witch Project. Project. I've also never seen The Blair Witch Project. What? I feel any better. Yeah. Josh and I can be together in solidarity. Yeah. I just want to show you what she posted while she was in the woods. Yeah, no, that it looks like a thing from The Blair Witch movie. No, this yeah. makes good radio. That's, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Visuals, yeah. I just want to show Josh. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. Uh, anyway, <laughs> sorry. For At least we have no rust that we're knocking off to start this episode. <laughs> 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 all right, so all right, so that's one thing that happened this month. That's the, that's one thing, right? Josh, you're last, by the way. You're the end of the list because we say we got to save the most. Like, uh, 
I hope I make it. Important? <laughs> yeah, he might not make it to the end of Im- making the Im- list. Important for last? <laughs> so another bad thing that happened. I have a, a van that I love very, very much. <laughs> I love this van. I've, 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 I, I was telling Kat earlier that I've, I was very mad about an article that somebody posted about going on the road, and there was like this writer and his girlfriend that wanted to like go experience the like the Americana of like going on the road in a van, and they just sucked at all of it, and I want to strangle them. But it made me matter that my van, a couple nights ago, was destroyed by a drunk fucking frat boy that was out of his mind leaving. Canton Square in Baltimore and smashed. Did you, do you actually know who did it now? Oh, yeah, we got him. Oh, cool. No, he got arrested that night. So here's what happened. If you're familiar with Baltimore and Canton Square, he came on the road, he hit my car, he hit my car, hit the car, or my van hit the van, the car in front of it. Then he ping ponged across the road, hit a Camaro. Which, so just to put this in context for people, it's a one way street with cars parked on both sides of it. Yes, yes, thank you. So he hit, he hit yeah. my van was like there was a there was basically a runway to Thank my you. van right there was no cars parked behind it, and he just had all the speed in the world at, at about I assume forty miles an hour he hit my van, which hit another car and then he hit a Camaro and then at the end of his trip he hit a Safeway, and that's where he stopped and was promptly arrested because when you hit a Safeway I guess that's a big enough crime to be <laughs> well also probably stopped him. Yes, yeah, I'm yes. thinking the giant brick wall probably halted yeah. <laughs> 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 the vehicle. <laughs> And more importantly, I have to give my girlfriend credit for, for hearing the accident that happened outside of my bedroom window that didn't wake me up, woke her up, and she walked outside and was like, the fuck? And walked down there, and his car was almost on fire. So she called the cops and actually got him arrested. Oh, fucking, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't badass. know any of that. And uh, so all that happened, and I was... Your girlfriend is Spider-Man, right? Yes, yes. That's what we learned from this, yeah. Okay. So I woke up to like a, you know, a, hey... Um, so something happened last night. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And literally, like, the, the van is literally out the window behind me, right? So she's like, um, somebody hit the van uh, pretty hard. And the van, the van hit another, another car and then another car. And then, and then there's a series of tragedy. And then, then the Safeway. But the van is in, is in very bad shape. And I was like, what do you mean? So I like, like, oh, I do the, like the, the you're asleep kind of slug roll over, you know? And I open the window and sure enough my van is there and there's just pieces of car fucking everywhere. I'm very upset about this. I love that van so much. I love this in comparison to Josh's story. No, this I have no way. This is why we're we're walking we're walking down the hill to tragedy. <laughs> to be fair, that also impacts my life because it is del- Playing the construction of the kitchen that's been under <laughs> yeah, construction sure. for like and, a month. And ironically, <laughs> the, your table is behind you right now. It's sitting right there, ready to go. Just not able to be delivered because I don't have a fucking van because some drunk frat boy destroyed my van. So that's how the week has... Well, that's parts of it. So his week was pretty bad, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so what's in, in your mind, what's the next step down the tragedy ladder? What's the next step? Oh, well, there's, there's that of which we did not speak, and then there's... Uh, what else has happened this week? Christian's just been insane this week. Like, you've just been uh, oh, yeah. sort of out of sorts. Look well, at really, him putting you on the spot. The month, me. the month of May has really, like, knocked you off your... Uh, well, the thing is, and I, I, it's been... It, it's not as bad as, like, Sorry, Josh's, but um, well, 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 Josh's last. <laughs> yeah, we, we've acknowledged but, that that's that's he won. He wins this <laughs> this thing. <laughs> I, I, this maybe we're we're, oh, set, we're, we're, we're setting the expectation the too high. Cool. You know, Josh is going to reveal his week, and people are going to be like, "Ah, who fucking cares?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, that's all that right. happened. A lot less than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Now, I'm even yep. so discombobulated. I can't even really think about all the reasons why I'm discombobulated. Well, like well isn't part of it sorts, that but... Dogecoin? Wasn't Dogecoin part of your, your oh, shitty time? way to bring that up, Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's relevant to like other things. By the way, you can't know. commit suicide on the podcast, but after is fine. <laughs> no, well, that I, I'm... I'm mad at you now, Josh. Like that's, that has I'm sorry. Nothing to I'm do sorry. With it. I'm in sorry. In fact, if anything, like he brought up real tragedy. In fact, if anything, I've I've gotten comfortable with the volatility of all that stupidity. <laughs> but no, I think I think if, if to simplify the probably the biggest thing is I think my my antidepressants are stop you know not working anymore, and so I'm just kind of like out of sorts with myself do you think it's that or do you think it's just like the you to me you're not really challenged right now so i think that's kind of fucking with you <laughs> that's i mean it's probably all relevant <laughs> i could relate to that as well <laughs> i mean if we're gonna go we, like we might as well go there if we're gonna go there right like this is like podcasts are therapy and i for fucking sure need some and josh might need some, depending on how we rewrite fine. the rest of the story. Fine. <laughs> the podcast can't give him physical therapy. We can't, we can't provide right. that. I say Josh is going right. to need therapy for putting up with us. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing, yeah. though. It's important. Uh, I need so many things, but this is helping. This is helping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as somebody who, who supposedly like does what they love for a living, like it's not always romantic, and sometimes the tasks you do are just garbage work that you don't really want to do josh it's not your kitchen we're not talking about that yeah no. um, like, <laughs> you're a like byproduct of of um, but yeah there's just a lot of projects that are, are like you know not the end result is gonna it's gonna be fine but it's gonna be something that i never want to look at again do you feel it's just a boring do you feel uninspired it. is that like I know, I know that simplifies it, but like, I mean, it's, it's just work. Like, yeah. and less creative. Yeah. It's not creative. It's not, um, exercising like the, the skills learned like in the craft or, you know, yeah. So, yeah. But you know, I don't know. It pays the bills. I suppose we all need that every <laughs> now and again. I have a theory to, towards hurt. like that, that sort of a, that direction. Like, I feel like we're all like on a pandemic arc. And mm-hmm. we're, we're dealing with the consequences of that in various ways, right? Yes. Like we're all sort of like the ballistic trajectory is falling in different spots. Like some are like excelling, some are failing, some are, you know, disenfranchised. It's like a, it's we're all in a weird spot because the earth is starting to be the earth again. Well, and I, I, I think I think, too, like, you know, everyone talks about the pandemic fatigue and like how there's one thing after another and you just kind of get to a point where you're like, oh, like whatever. But I think with things becoming more normal, everyone's still fatigued, but now stuff is happening. And so it feels so much worse because yeah. it's just like you have nothing left to give back to well, stuff. You're stuffing all this stuff into a sock that's already full, right? Like emotionally, we're all like spent, but it's like, oh, I'm going to the bar again. Are so you're spending like, you're, into a sock? <laughs> come. <laughs> putting cum into a sock. You're putting, we're all coming into a jockey sock. <laughs> like whatever. Yeah. But like, so like I did not for this. <laughs> I th- the point is like, you're accurate though. Like, like we're all fucking spent, right? Like yeah. I've been trying to like process what the fuck is wrong with me for a couple months now. Cause I literally, I didn't do anything for like two months. Like nothing. I just sort of sat in my shop and looked at the projects that I was supposed to do. Sorry, clients, if you're listening. But like, <laughs> but fucking like my brain melted, I- man. <laughs> 
that, just, that might have been all the welding for my bar. To be fair. Probably that, yeah. <laughs> all those fucking oh, wine racks took forever. But like, really, like the, the the emotional load of what we just went through. Now that it's like not really there anymore, it's just. I know. Yeah. Blow a load on our faces. Any come up like more cum jokes? Come on. Oh, no, keep going. Okay, keep yeah. going. So I feel like we're all just sort of reaching this like this weird. He did. That was still a cum joke. This weird. Go ahead. No, it's fine. Carrier climax of just like emotion that is not sustainable. Right. Like you can't carry that yeah. to the next phase. We all got to sort of blow our load. Our our, our We got to blow our, our COVID load before we can carry it to the next phase. Because like wow. there's no it's it's happening so quickly. That there's no there's no room to process the rest of it. So I think that is the key to why I am less depressed now and and the, the only real thing i know how to do is keep going yeah i'm really good at that mm-hmm. i'm i am not confident in <clears throat> most of the skills i've attained um because they're all, all they've always been built on trial and error um and so i'll like try a thing and i'll fuck it up music included and then i'll like find a path and that path works and then it'll get blockaded in some way or it's it's not valid anymore or whatever and then when covid came along it there was no trial and error because there was no arena to try in anymore right? right so that thing you're talking about where everybody's like fatigued and yet now suddenly they have to do things that's i i thrive in that because the idea of going after everybody else has stopped going is like the fucking only thing i think i can do i never run out of energy and I think a lot of people too. So like you genuinely like find joy in that kind of stuff. I do. But I, do. I think for other people, myself included, like that can be a coping coping mechanism as well, where it's just like, well, I'm just going to be busy. So I don't have to think about stuff. Right. Right. Totally. And, yeah. and then what happens, well, and I'm not suggesting you, but what happens to some of the people I know is they do that and then they hit the end or they finish a thing and they feel like uh, suddenly like the bottom uh, drops out. Exactly. Sort of. yeah. And for me, I just keep going. I find another thing to do, which is what I've always done. And what we talked about on the podcast a whole lot and what I experienced over the last year was a lack of options to continue to feed that. So it's not like I've fixed my traumas. All I've done is gotten back into the world that I had established a way to deal with them in. Right. Like yeah. giving myself a, a, a long fucking list of things to be, responsible for made me i mean like gives purpose yeah exactly mm-hmm. like i'm out at three but then i also am putting my boys on the bus at seven and like i'm playing music like i have i have six gigs between now and the end of the week and they're all different and it's all different music and some of it's going to be recorded which is really stressful but so i have to work for that but i'm also renovating our fucking den right now so i like made shit out of wood but today. that's like like for you like like that's your status quo like like that that level that's of busy, what i'm saying yeah so like yeah you, you've like wandered back into your thing right? exactly and that's that's really this is the only time i think that i would ever look like i'm in my element in that way you know what i mean because so, everybody's like hit a wall because they're like dealing with this new expectation of the rest of the world and i'm just fucking glad to be needed again i i sort of had the <laughs> negative thing right like like not uh not like like the worst diversion, but like literally like the polar the, the opposite. Polar yeah, that, no, yeah. I get that. So like when COVID happened, it was I, I have this this place that I had to maintain, right? Yeah. So I had to change all of these gears and just get into this fucking crazy drive. And like as things got easier and it stopped being so much of a stressful thing, I settled into this thing. And then at the end of it, like when it started to reopen and the vaccine came out and all these things happened at once, it was just like I can fucking breathe for a goddamn second. And I I just had to. 
So like, as opposed to like speeding up into the, the reopening, I'm slowing down into it because I've, I've just accelerated the entire time and I'm yeah. just out of fucking gas. It's I like, ran out of, uh, I, I, there was nothing for me to, to do. You know? Well, that's like, that's why it's the yeah. negative. It's like, like, whereas like what you were doing declined, what I was doing excelled and it, but it also removed a portion, like a large portion of what I was doing. So it was like, it's just been fucking like un, unwrapping all of that and realizing like what we just went through. Like we all have to acknowledge that we just went yeah. through a lot of shit and we're all, still going through it. Too. Well, we're definitely going through <laughs> yeah, it. We're still like, going through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's also like we, we all have our own version of the thing and our own fucking nightmare to go with it. But like fucking we're all adapting. Like I was telling Kat earlier, like take a goddamn day and breathe. Like it was an intense fucking year, man, you know? Yeah. And, and kind of well, I think that's part of it too. I mean, Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. I was just saying, because uh, we're all kind of, we've been trying to adapt to these, like, you know, first we're adapting to the pandemic, now we're adapting to life after, or what we're hoping is life after. So we're kind of like ramping up to rejoin society and in this sort of way, and kind of preparing to be social creatures again. And, um, you know, we'll get to my thing, I guess, eventually. But uh, for me, I just had to like, slam on the brakes real quick and and that's kind of like another level of like figuring it out um that is yeah it's fucking exhausting and stressful and well that's that's maybe that's, you don't think about it until you go through some shit that, well that, that's 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 kind of what i want to save what you went through or going through for the last thing because it is sort of the like end yeah. result of of this right it's like yeah it's I don't know if it's the end result, but it's certainly a fucking well, you know. curveball. Well, I, 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 <laughs> it's the maximum consequence of... of Be, before we but, get to it, I also yeah. want to say I do think that that's also something that's probably affected all of us here and why we're in our funk that we're in. Not yeah. that that's... Should we just but, do it? Should we yeah, just no. Do it? We should... Yeah, Josh. Right. I mean, like... We'll get into that. We've been... <laughs> Yeah, let Josh you're, do you're, I, I, Yeah, I'm not sure how you want me to start with this. Um, well, just the here, facts. That you're here for <laughs> yeah. the first. Just the facts. You know. Thing. Can I, can yeah. I, so. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna. I was gonna. Eh, no, you. You go. Do ahead. it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> All right. So, as as everyone knows, like my son lives on the other side of the country, right? And I'm not. This is believe me. This is not making this about me. This. Is I just, was so excited you're gonna make it about <laughs> the, the you. Circumstance. That is that, like, so on brand. That's so on brand. <laughs> No, like there's just like of just to just to add intensity to intensity, setting like, the stage for the day. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is how this this month started. So I was like scheduled to go get my son. Right, I went out to Colorado. I was like super excited. Got my kid. Got on the plane. We're having a great time. The plane lands. We get home, and that day is like really, really, really emotional and really hard to deal with. I can't explain it or quantify it. Even parents that are parents like don't understand how fucking hard it is to like not see your kid for a couple months and then see your kid again, right? So we get home, we're having like a, a nice, like just it's like reacquainting yourself with this person that you made, and it's like eight o'clock at night, and this is always like the worst best day of my life. It's brutal, and I get a text message that says, "Josh had a fucking heart attack." And he's in the hospital, and I my emotional brain exploded. I was just fucking crying. <laughs> I was like, I just told my kid to go in the other room. I told my girlfriend, like, just fucking go. Gah. And I, uh, uh, like, I don't know. I, like, I was trying to phrase yeah. this in a way that makes it more make more sense. But like, 
all of a sudden, like this person I've known my entire life, like uh, almost vanished. And it was the most brutal thing that I didn't expect in the world. And it was the most like emotional moment that I could, I don't know, man. You yeah, I was, I was talking to Christian about this earlier a little bit, and I think you may have taken this harder than I have. Well, it was like this, it was, it was mostly like that, like the, the moment that like that information got to me was like, I was already like at an emotional apex. Like, it's just like all, like all this shit happening. And that like broke my heart in a way that like hearts don't need to get broken. So way to go, Josh. Yeah, we, 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 yeah. Well, well done there. Sorry, my bad. I'll try not to do it again. <laughs> well, I told you immediately afterwards. Like, if you could just like time it better yeah. next time, so it would be like more like, <laughs> yeah. appropriate with my schedule, it'd be great. But yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't really particularly convenient for me either. To be honest, I know. With you, but, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a fucking. It is still like a total whirlwind and mindfuck and all the you know, cliche buzzwords that you want to use for it. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's no way that I've completely dealt with the emotions of the whole thing yet. And it's still, yeah. Cause you know, we, we joke on this podcast plenty about my love for barbecue and, and disgusting food that is so goddamn delicious all the time. And when I, when even then I didn't think like, heart attack like the idea of a heart attack as it was happening didn't even kind of register in my head and then to find out afterwards it had nothing to do with all that it had nothing to do with all the food that i love and all the things that i do that are bad for my heart uh, but it's still like it's just to clarify that the heart attack was the result of a blood clot that had somehow made its way to my heart and completely 100 percent blocked like the main uh, the main artery and yeah, I mean, I, I was very close to not being on this podcast anymore. <laughs> um, amongst other things, <laughs> amongst other things. Uh, um, and like just processing that kind of concept is, is unreal. And they still like, don't know what caused the clot. Um, and yeah, yeah, I mean, I you know, I can go into the whole story of the day if you want, but um, yep. I'm not sure how, how, well, how deep like, we want to go into this. I mean, for the sake of like people that are like you and I are we're 38 or you're 37 now, right? I'm 37. So you're a 37 year old person yes. who is like like fairly good health, like never had any issues before. Like I've had my gallbladder removed because oh. of my shitty eating habits, but that has nothing to do with this either. So, but that that's that's more of a genetic issue actually. But go on. Right. But like, like what happened to you could happen to anybody. Like it's just a completely yeah. random sort of a thing. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't know. Like I, I'm, I joke about being probably 20 pounds overweight <laughs> unrelated to COVID. Um, <laughs> but like I still, I'm pretty active. Like I, prior to COVID I played, I got football every Sunday um, you know, for like the last 12 years and, um, or more. And yeah, I try to get around as much as I can and all that and play rock shows that are fucking exhausting and, and all those types of things. Um, no genetic predispositions to any of this, no behavior that would be conducive to like blood clots or anything. Um, so yeah, there's, there's no 
there, and there's just no reason for it so, so far that we've been able to tell. I, I, I want to add something, and this is going to add gravity to this, um, but I think it's valuable right now. So that happened to you, right, about two weeks ago at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And that was in, in my psyche. And then last week, uh, a colleague of Jennifer's and I's, who's only about five years older than you, had an undiagnosed blood clot that went to her heart and fucking killed her. Fuck. Um, she was a clarinetist um, <clears throat> that had both been in Jen's band at one point and was currently uh, in the downtown military band. And she and I had played with her in a wind ensemble, <clears throat> the Maryland winds. And when that happened, um, it made me even more acutely aware of what you're dealing with and how, uh, it, I know this is, sounds stupid. Like it just made it more real, you know? Um, yeah. She has, you know, she left behind a husband and two kids and like the whole thing, Fuck. you know? And, and Jen went and, and played a memorial for her last week. Um, it was like one of the hardest things that she had dealt with just to see somebody who was basically yeah. living her life just a few years later. She had kids that are, you know, five years older than our kids and she was playing clarinet in a military band. And like it's almost, right. almost like this carbon copy of Jen's life except for dead. And, um, from, <laughs> you know, yeah. no, I mean like fucking, that's what that no, feels I, like. I, right. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Comical phrase. No, like, I know. <laughs> I, I did it on purpose, but, but that is real. Right. And, and, and it made me, but did, um, I mean, did she have any kind of history of blood clots or anything like she, that? It, she went like- to, she had a un, uncomfortable heart rhythm. She went to the hospital, um, two nights before, no, the night before she passed away. Um, and wow. they sent her home with, um, blood thinner and she did not wake up the next morning. So, wow, you know, the, the very, uh, and, and I know that, that that's a weird thing. I, so I kind of held on to that cause I wanted to give you that and let you sort of experience it right now while we're talking about it. But well, now uh, I feel guilty. Open the wound yeah. up again. No, no, I was, I was hoping the, to actually you know, fucking give you another heart attack. Yeah, That's what I was. Way to give for. him another fucking heart attack. Yeah, yeah. He's alive now. Like, but um, but no, I, I guess, I guess, I, I just wanted to. I, I, the reason why I said that was more, like you know, when people don't die, we always treat it like, oh, well, fuck, cool, great. Like, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But no, that's fucking super heavy. And all I could think about hearing that news was like being glad that that wasn't what I had heard about you the week before, and how big of a fucking deal that is. And and so I'm I that just was a really weird, convoluted way for me that to is, send, you know, some well, <laughs> level of gratitude yeah. to you not being dead. I, I think a part of that though is like well, like the the thing that uh, that got me about like getting that news from your from your wife Masha was just like. The sheer, like, like we don't, you know, we're this generation that just sort of, like, plows ahead. We're, we all think of ourselves as, like, 15 or whatever, and it's, like... We're adaptable. We're yeah. a very adaptable generation. But, but, to like, yeah. hear, to, but to, like, like, one of my, like, fucking best friends having a fucking heart attack isn't something that's on my radar, right? So I guess, what, like, I'm trying to, like, phrase this in a way that's, like, a, a, like a, a message for everybody else is, like you know, dig in a little deeper and like be a little more heartfelt in the things you do with your friends because fucking like, we're not old by old standards at the current yeah. age, you know, in 1901, we're way, we're actually seven years past the life expectancy of 32 years. That was a little bit different though. Yeah. yeah, A little bit different. You know, it's mostly the syphilis. What was, was killing what with the looms and all, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, no, all the, yeah. 
No, no, please. Wait, wait, wait. I, I want you to expand yeah, yeah. on this. Let, cat. let the PhD go ahead. <laughs> no, like I'm just gonna rant about the fact that the only reason the life expectancy was different was because so many babies Some died. That is it's true. It's not necessarily yeah, the people math didn't is way off. I, yeah. I took that into account when I heard that NPR thing, but I'm still. Oh, look, we all heard the same I NPR know thing. <laughs> But like the point is like, like you don't expect your friends at this age to just like this just happened. We had our friend Dylan die a couple of years ago, but of a heart related thing. But we we don't we're not sure where that came from. But that was the only one. And we th- it was like an outlier in the data. And now to have you, somebody who's so close to me, like it just like scares the fucking shit out of you. And like I, I, I I've asked you like every day, like how's your brain? Because my, you my have to actually deal fried. with that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, or not deal with it, which is what I've mostly been trying yeah. to do. Uh, well, I would so. argue, uh, on at least on the surface, you have always been the most well-adjusted of the five of us. <laughs> so if anybody really was going to deal with the trauma of this, it was definitely you, man. You nailed it. Uh, I mean, the real hero here is Masha because she's been, you hey, know, Masha. basically, yeah, she's been unbelievable through this whole process and just like hasn't complained i've been like complaining that she hasn't been complaining um (laughs) as you would yeah that's amazing i mean she's just a fucking champ and like the hardest thing is just like dealing with the emotions of you know how close i came to leaving her by herself you know and that's um very still very difficult to to kind of like process yeah. Um, yeah. I I was at your house because you you had the initial heart attack, but then you had a second episode, which wasn't a heart attack, but it was like a, a scare. It was another, yeah, which was arguably worse for a worse experience emotionally. Um, should I just go through like the, the ha- what happened with the whole I don't thing I don't even quick? know about that. I mean, yeah, I can, go for it. Okay. Yeah. So I guess for for you guys and and maybe this is educational for for our listeners too if like you're experiencing any of this type of shit like seek medical attention um and don't fucking wait but um so i had like i said i I play pickup football every sunday or had prior to the pandemic um once it started to be like we started to get um kind of new people showing up which is always great but like during a pandemic when you don't like know everybody it just kind of got to the point where i was like it's this risk this isn't worth the risk anymore Um, so I just stopped playing until I felt like I should, until I was going to get vaccinated. So got fully vaccinated, waited a week and then decided to go back out. Um, went out, played the entire game. I was, you know, little, little out of shape, but like fine, you know, was felt, felt fine the whole game until about the last drive of the game. And then I started feeling a little bit of like chest, chest tightness, but it was just, it was almost like heartburn sort of like stomachy stuff it didn't like the idea of it being a heart attack didn't fucking register at all um so i kind of i powered through <laughs> finished finished the game um and then like afterwards we're sitting down and i was just like man i feel like garbage and i started feeling like i i my immediate thought was this has to be like heat stroke it's like that's the only thing even though it wasn't that hot out it was just like the only thing that kind of made any kind of sense um and my parents live pretty close to the field uh that we play so i was planning to check on their house anyway because they were out of town um go and feed the feed the fish in the koi pond that type of thing <laughs> um but like so i figured i'd just go there and cool down feel better and then drive home so i did that uh drove to their house just like up the street and was just kind of like sitting there it did not 
<laughs> subside, obviously. Um, so I thought about what they talk about when players, like football players during training camp or, or in college, uh, you know, training during training season, whatever they call it. There. I guess it's probably training camp too. Um, when they experience these types of, like when they experience heat stroke, the best thing to do is get into like an ice bath so they can like lower the heart rate and, and, and cool down the, the temperature and all that. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm going to do that. Before I do that, I'm going to call my wife, call Masha and let her know uh, that I'm feeling shitty. So I called her and just told her I was like feeling weird and the chest was like tight. Um, and she immediately was saying, okay, I'm going to come to you. She was downtown, but she was going to come uh, to the house, uh, my parents' place. And then I put kind of went upstairs, ran the ran a cold bath, put my phone next to it, um, and was just kind of sitting in the tub. It was he- kind of helping a little bit, but not to the point there where it still like felt like that was going to be the solution. Um, in the meantime, my Masha was trying to call me. She couldn't get a hold of me because uh, I was sitting in the ice tub or the bathtub. And uh, so she understandably freaked out and uh, called my parents, uh, who called their neighbor, who came over to check on me in the tub. Um, naked in the tub, by the way. Just for the show, for the image. I'm going to uh, say this just, story is getting real good. <laughs> well, it's, it's good because this actually turned out to be the closest thing I'd have to a shower for several days after playing football. So <laughs> oh, really, no. really kind of, yeah, yeah. Not not great. Um, but yeah, so neighbor comes over, kind of like, hey, how you feeling? I'm like, I'm oh, not great. And like, I didn't want to, he was like, should I call 911? I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't really know what's going on. Because in my head, I'm like, I don't want them to make a big deal of it and come and be like, get out of the fucking tub, pussy. You're fine put some dirt on it you know um <laughs> well that's like that's so, actually like a, a, a point like, i want to like if, if we can take a second on that thing such a right yeah thing. yeah like like the the the, the calling 911 like you realize you, you you told me later like you realize in that moment like you're setting a, a, a series of things in motion that you can't reverse right like by calling right. that an ambulance is going to come they are going to take you you are going to go to the hospital and you're going to be like in a position that you have no control over so like in that moment you're you're essentially like you know, just throwing yourself on the fucking cross. Like I, I like, and I, I feel like people don't realize that moment's there enough. Like a lot of people don't commit to that sort of a thing. And it's just, it's a hard, yeah. it's a really hard decision to make. And I'm, I'm, I'm privileged in the sense that like I have health insurance. I have a job that provides me with good health insurance. I don't have to take into consideration the costs associated with calling 911 yeah. and the fact that that could financially ruin me let alone the fact that i'm also in a life or death situation yeah, that's you know? a whole other so element. it was yeah, yeah. that is a, a whole other element it's just like yeah. I, I like i thought about i tried to reflect on that from like my own position and like would i have done that and i don't know like i don't know that i would have made that decision and it's that's like fucking terrifying because like you, you just yeah. don't feel good and if you hadn't done that you would have died in that fucking tub I think I, I just yeah. overheard Kat say that's such a guy thing. Yeah. Which, which, from what I understand, talking about life expectancy, that's actually why men have a lower life expectancy than women. Well, is that stubborn life? Like, you know, yeah. yeah, I could, you know, power through this. Well, it's, it's like it's a consequence of the actions, yeah. right? Like you don't want people to worry about you. There's all this like this built-in. I mean, we can get into that, but like there's all this toxic male shit built into that of like, oh, it'll be fine. Like you just yeah. don't think it's a thing. You're not supposed to ask for help. Yeah. Ever but, like well, fucking, yeah, I, I ever. debated even calling Masha 
Like, I wasn't even sure I was going to do that. No, I hear you. I hear you. Just as you like progress and get older, like I noticed this with my parents where they're just like, oh, like I always used to be able to do this thing. And I'm like, please don't do that. If you fall and break a hip, like that could be game over. Yeah. Yeah. And like just having to come to terms with things changing as you age is really fucking weird. That that thought process, too, is fucking ridiculous. I, I don't I mean, I don't know from the female standpoint, but as a boy, you'd make the dumbest you, you make the dumbest excuses. And I pressure washed a mm-hmm. hole in my fucking hand two years ago. <laughs> yeah, you did. And in the midst of pressure washing a hole in my hand, I stopped and I was like, OK, OK, I got this. Everything's cool. And I was like. Oh no, there's a hole in my hand. I don't got this, but my brain wanted me to have it so bad so that I didn't yeah. have to tell anybody. Why did that matter? Why did I fucking care about that? Like right. that's the thing. Right? right, but it's also like you just sort of like you, you know your body, you think you know your body, you think you know what it's going through. Or I think like with 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 women like there's there's more of a schedule to like maintenance, right? Like you sort of not, like not to, uh, like this feels misogynistic. No, does, but, like, I understand what you mean, but, yeah, yeah. but like there's a there's a let's just let's just like look at it like objectively, right? Like you go to the doctor more often because you you kind of have to, like like because you have a pussy. I, I feel like there's there's a more. Uh, yes. I, I'm not right. sure what you're I, insinuating. I'm going to apologize to the audience again and say Matt is yeah. from the south and BJ is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's absolutely not the case. Okay. So that's not like why you would think that way. Like it wouldn't like there's not more, okay. Never mind. There, there's societal like cultural. I will kill myself. There are on societal the cultural like <laughs> expectations that are ingrained in us that we think like we're not really that biologically different. Right. When's the last time you went to a doctor? Not that, not that long ago. I mean, None of what you're recently. trying to say right now. I, 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 yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to set up some sort of situation. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, I'm guilty of it. I'm certainly guilty of it. I've, man, fuck the things I've done to like, avoid like going a, to like the doctor. Checkup. I mean, I went around for two days where, and I'm, I'm, can't vis- visually show the audience this, but I literally split my bone in my arm lengthwise and impacted the joint. Went around for two days, being like, eh, "It's fine. I just like jammed my wrist. No Walk big it deal." All. <laughs> you know. T- to be fair, when I broke my finger, I was like, "It's totally not broken." I had a friend who was an MD be like, "Your fingers work." I'm like, "No, that's fine." <laughs> it was not. Fine. What up, bro? I, did, I mean, I literally split my bone down down the length of the bone and like crushed the joint. How'd you like, do that? God, that's a dumb story. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Tell like, it. Like, Tell jo- it. No, Josh's is brutal. Like we can. This is the Josh's is the podcast. That we have to have anecdotes that like, like levity. Circumvent levity. That. Yeah, yeah. So my brother actually listens to this podcast. Oh yeah. So I have a I have a twin brother. The fuck did he do? Yeah, I have a, I have a twin brother, and um, sup, bro. He's he he always uh, he always gets pissed at me for talking about my hippie mom or like you know our our like you know pacifist or whatever hippie kind of background and you're awesome dad um but uh you know we we grew up in a very non-violent family uh household we weren't allowed to play with like gi joe or toy guns or things like that what was and that like <laughs> never mind no go ahead i mean Boring. i don't know it was pretty fine actually like i think the pressure of like having to feel comfortable with that shit was more detrimental than uh not playing with that when i was younger fair but anyway um within that you know don't resort to physical violence my brother and i i mean we wrestled like you know fucking boys wrestle whatever but we never got into a physical fight i mean i remember other friends like you know sibling friends that like they get in fights with their brothers and like 
they'd come in with black eyes and whatever. And uh, but my brother and I never never like physically fought when we were younger. And um, so one day when we're twenty two <laughs> years old, oh, you have you partially told the I story? I think I partially yeah, yeah, told yeah. this, but um. <laughs> You decided to resurrect that there situation. I also, I mean, I also <laughs> set the, the stage of, of the Randy. context. I, <laughs> this was in Buffalo, New York. And if you know Buffalo, New York, it's cold and there's not a lot to do. And I feel like that's the same disclaimer you gave last time. <laughs> yep. Well, the rent story. was so cheap that I literally had two bedrooms. Bill's I only mafia. paid $150 a month. And there's always like a $2 beer. And you drink from, I don't know, the bars close at 6 or 4 in the morning. So... You drink a lot, and uh, I was, I mean, I'm embarrassed about that, but I was pretty much so, drunk from so, Wednesday until but, Sunday. But like, so 20 Straight. beers is more than rent. <laughs> That's early 20s. Or me last year. Yeah, the beer bill was probably more expensive than the rent. At a buck 50, that's a thing. Yeah. Not bad. So anyway, this one particular, it was like a week weekday and when was it on a weekend let's call it a tuesday it was it, it was it was a wednesday to sunday because monday and tuesdays were like the recovery days <laughs> fair enough fair enough so uh um i probably started drinking at like 11 in the morning and um my brother was responsibly at work and uh he came home at 7 p.m and at 7 p.m somehow we were talking about sibling rivalry and like that kind of dumb shit and my friends were like oh it'd be re-, you know in for people who don't know me, whatever, like, yeah, I mean, like I said, we grew up in a pacifist. I'm not the type of person you would look at and be like, oh, man, that guy gets in fucking brawls. All right. No, wait, wait, wait. So if you listen to this podcast and you, like, listen to Christian, he looks like what he sounds like. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. That was a compliment. <laughs> you don't look like an asshole. Um, so our friends are like, oh, it'd be really fucking funny if we watched you guys fight. So... Um, so he comes at seven o'clock and uh, sound like good friends. Yeah, and uh, you know they egg us on, and we decide to like box. And I've been drinking since eleven in the morning. That's a fucking long. That's eight hours of drinking. I mean, straight. So you were at work too. Yeah, essentially. That qualifies. That does qualify. And well played. So I went to. Are there to, benefits though? I don't I know. I went to hit him, and I didn't lock my wrist, and I basically punched him with, with my wrist. Oh, you limp fist. And um, probably broke my wrist then, and then and then he's like, right you know, he's sober and he's kind of like still hitting me, and so I went to go punch him again to end it. And sorry, I'm, I'm excited talking about this. I'm like, wow, wow, wow over the microphone, and um, punch him again and do the exact same fucking thing, and it hurt. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. I I gotta rest my jammed wrist. It's fine, you know. You're, you're, <laughs> What is the uh, jammed, crushed? Cat, one of those. Cat, what is the bone here? Osteotype. Either the radius or ulna. All right, so you, you twice thrust into him with your ulna. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's getting hot. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. So or your radius and ulna. Sorry. I, I, and I, I will also to add to it, I had broken my wrist before, and so I, and I think I probably <laughs> mentioned on the podcast I broke a leg before, and so I'm familiar with breaking bones. And you know, it didn't feel it's like it would hurt, but it wasn't like ah, I I could still kind of move my wrist and whatever. So I'm like, I'm fine. It'll just it'll feel better in a couple of days. So I go to visit my mother, and my mother's a mother, and she's like worried and <laughs> is like nagging yeah. me. She's you pull like, out your like black stagnant fucking <laughs> yeah. She, she she's 
You're right. You're probably right. You know your body. You're probably fine. But it would make me feel a lot more comfortable if you go to the doctor uh, and get an X-ray. Uh, oh, she that's, mommed that, you that's good. That's just mom speak for yeah. you fucked up. But I'm not going to tell you that because you won't listen. So I go get the X-ray, and and the the technician comes out with this funny look on her face, and I'm like, "Is everything look okay?" And she's like, "Um, <laughs> I need to have a specialist look at this." So then, you know, 20 minutes later, the specialist comes in, looks at it, and they're like, yeah, we need to rush you into emergency surgery. Like, you (laughs) fucking cracked your bone along the length and impacted the joint, and you're going to have permanent damage if we don't do something right now. (laughs) Wow. And, yeah. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) You seem to have Joe Theismann to your arm. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how that whole, that mill element of it or at least like the, the I'm fine the stubborn like yeah, yeah I'm fine I, I like that's that's maybe my most disappointing in myself parenting moment too so like I was oh, at oh, it was Aiden's seventh birthday and we were at like a Ninja Warrior course and he was like doing the jump from a thing to monkey yeah, bars yeah. he'd done it like 15 times <laughs> and fucking fine and like fell every time because I love him but he's my son and so like he <laughs> he's up on this platform he jumps one last time and he comes down and he didn't it, it was like looked like every other landing and he hit and he looked at me he's like dad I broke my arm and I was like you didn't break your fucking arm that's not a thing that happens come on let's get out of here he totally broke his fucking arm and I was like I took him home and like Jen was like oh well you know whatever we'll put ice on it he'll be fine and I went to a gig and then got a call from Jen like, no, I'm pretty sure he broke his arm. We're oh, taking him God. to the hospital. And then they were like, yeah, he broke it really bad all the way at the elbow, and he has to get pins in it. Uh, like, oh, that's fuck. the most fucking awful as a, as a like, doing that, like, boy thing of, like, oh, you'll be fine. Like, I, that, that's the most guilty I have <laughs> I, ever felt. I really felt. hope he got you a dad of the year mug for Christmas. Oh, no, I'm sure. I'm sure he secretly hates me for the rest of my life. For being like, you didn't break your arm. Shut the fuck up. Oh, dude. I have, like, uh, I have, with Phoenix, I, I hate me if that helps. I have the opposite thing, right? Like, so, like, when he's. When Did he's Phoenix here, break your arm? No, no, no. Oh. When we're, like, fucking around, like, just like, you know, with, when with when boys start to roughhouse, it's, it's fucking hilarious. But, like, I'm, I'm, like, hyper aware of, like, joints and things and, like, trying to, like, I always try to, like, catch him and, like, fold him in ways that won't, like, destroy ligaments. So it's, like. Because they just come at you with like like all things a sprawl, right? Like they're just like hands agape and like. I mean that is true. They're like, yes. hey, break all my fingers at once, and I'm like, ah, I well, prefer not to do that. So they, like, you try to catch them in a way where you like. Well, like, they have implicit trust. That's the thing. Yeah, that's they're like, like, oh, you won't hurt me. You're the thing that doesn't hurt. Right, me. and you don't want to like yeah. be the one that like breaks that trust. So yeah. like you try to like catch the things in all the ways, and it's fucking like it's like I couldn't imagine if he did it on his yeah. own, it would be a thing. But like I always look at him and I'm like, oh, dude. If any, you were the one to break him. Oh, if, if any of these things go wrong, like, because they just jump at you with, like, f- reckless abandon. Yeah. They're like, catch me. And I'm like, if I didn't, you fucking die. Like, it's like there's, there's no middle ground in this I situation. will say this. Boy, girl, it does not matter. They always jump at you full force, and you get kicked in the growing in some fashion. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter <laughs> if you're a mom or dad receiving. You're going to get kicked in the growing, so just be prepared for that. I had fucking, uh, the other night, Phoenix was like, we're wrestling. And I was like, Okay. He just went for it, but he was like butt naked. So like, <laughs> I've never wrestled somebody butt naked before, and it's like, oh, like your life is so boring. I know it's fucking <laughs> <laughs> like 
my kid comes in like spurts, right? So it's like there's this, like this person, and then like a couple <laughs> couple months, then this person, Jesus. A couple months. Well, like not not like <laughs> thank that you, Josh. Fucking phrasing, DJ. <laughs> not spurts in the way that you're thinking, but like it's it's always like this this approach. You said right? my kid P- comes P- in spurts. I just. I just <laughs> tomorrow morning well, BJ's gonna have wrestling. to go door to door and introduce himself. <laughs> Can I just say, Josh, I'm so glad that you said it. I literally had to back away from the mic so I didn't say it. I will, I'm amazed that I missed it. I will, I will fall on the sword for this conversation. If there was a video of what just happened, my facial reaction was your vocal reaction. So so continue on. Anyway, BJ. anyway. So like in, in like in like this is a, this is a new thing. Like we're just gonna really like this is fucking like we're battle house. And my kid's naked though, and I'm like, I'm like, you don't know this yet, but like, if if you accidentally t- tap your nuts in like the wrong way, they're gonna hurt in a bad way. And like, if you tap mine, they're also gonna hurt in a bad way. And like, so it's like me negotiating the battle, like making sure that nobody's nuts are negotiated or like, you know, negotiated. <laughs> what's, what's the word? Coming Cat, in spurts. Can you speak to that? <laughs> I can't relate to this at all. <laughs> no, but it's, but like the hilarity of the, the like when a four year old stands up and just goes like I'm gonna fuck you up. It's just like this like this different world that you live in. You're like you have to like not in well, a world of not nut tapping. <laughs> well, I yeah, will say that hearing. like my young, my youngest is is, is a, he's a devout non clothed square. <laughs> like he fucking yeah. hates the clothes in every way. Yeah, and I don't know, man. He is your son. It's, it's more like negotiating. Yeah, like that the, is a good point. Yeah, he is but like negotiating son. like a naked person in front of you and like trying to <sighs> fight them like with like so they're coming BJ, at you. Like, have with, you never needed to negotiate a naked person? Is that what you're saying? Well, like they've, they've always been adults. Lots. Of How them, did you make the kid in the first place? <laughs> Josh, you he lost that lots, fight. Damn it! That was a fight he lost. <laughs> he he definitely tapped his nuts on something That's that fair. time. <laughs> but like, if you, continue. You've never had to battle. Sorry, Maggie. Um, you're uh, fabulous. Oh, no. <laughs> Maggie, who listens to this podcast. Um, it's it's the most fu- it's the funnest fight you can get in, but it's also like the the funniest fight you can get in. Like like until you've like truly wrestled somebody. I love like, you trying to tell this story. I, right I don't now. know how to look. At- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not not agreeing with you, but it sounds fucking ridiculous. I know it sounds ridiculous, and that's kind of why I'm enjoying it even more. I hope you're better at wrestling your son than you are telling this story. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, that, that got Christian hardcore. <laughs> in terms of. <laughs> As I've said many times, like I will fall on the sword for this podcast. I, I also <laughs> feel like nobody on the podcast so has it, ever heard Christian our, our laugh. Our audience that is much. also falling on the sword right now, <laughs> or they want to. Oh, uh, this is great! You guys commit suicide. We'll also do the same. This is a good. This is an ending. Everyone That's, wins, yeah. except Josh. Anyway, so the medics showed up. If you ah! <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to Josh's story. Nailed it. Speaking of being naked in the bathtub, uh, the medic showed up. They strapped on their EKG equipment and started acting real, like, calm and collected in the tub, which I should have been a sign that I was in, in not great shape. You were um, still in the tub at this point? We haven't left yeah, the tub yet. Still like, in the tub. Yeah. So did you, yep. like, work up a hard-on so you wouldn't be embarrassed? or did you? Like- <laughs> Why is that everyone's first question? <laughs> Actually, blood flow was an issue at that point. So that's oh, that's like right. Point, yeah. Low blood flow. Yeah. You wouldn't. Yeah, that's fair. That's an excuse. No, yeah. You were in the pool. At that point, I think I had an innie because I was sitting in cold water. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but yeah, that honestly wasn't my concern at that point. <laughs> an erection would, might have killed him. But I would no. show anyone my dick so that I wouldn't <laughs> die. That would have been fun. It was a fair trade. I'm drinking right now. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, they come and then eventually they um, they say, okay, we're gonna take you to the hospital. And I'm like, okay, let's do that. Uh, they actually like walk. Well, they got me a towel, which is very nice of them. Um, <laughs> they walk me down the stairs. At that point, um, I saw Masha with you know with a mask on and tears in her eyes. Um, but she had gotten there about the same time as the medics had gotten there. Um, and they took me to the hospital or they put me, put me in the ambulance and well, first they gave me four baby aspirin chewable orange delicious. Best thing I've ever had. Um, and then, yeah, put me in, put me in the ambulance and, uh, pumped me full of fentanyl, which was, <laughs> which was an interesting experience as well. Uh, they, they said, do you want something for the nausea? I said, yeah, they gave me that. And then they said, you want something for the pain? I was like, yes, please. Uh, and yeah, they're like, okay, we're going to give you some fentanyl. I was like, is there another option? Are there other options other than fentanyl? And no, you'll be fine. You won't get addicted if that's your concern. Like that's among my concerns, but yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they they did that and then got me straight to suburban hospital in in Bethesda, and um, got me straight to the operating room right on the table. Uh, they went into my wrist so they didn't have to like do full on open heart surgery, which was you know nice. Um, but they go in through your wrist. I guess the backup entry point is your crotch, which I found out later. Um, because they went and took the liberty of shaving my balls while I was in the vulnerable position. But you didn't have, you didn't have underwear on. So like, that's kind of a missed opportunity. Uh, Easy access. I was asking for it. This is the best story. You're telling the shit out of the story. At at least you had taken a bath first. (laughs) Did it come with a handy? Yeah. Yeah. That's like you wake up. To <laughs> they like could a... have really done anything they had wanted at that point because uh, they gave me more fentanyl when they when they put me in there. What um, with the fentanyl and all? So they drugged you yeah. and shaved your balls. That's <laughs> yeah. this is why people Worst believe in alien ever. abductions. That, that is a good point. <laughs> Do you have kidneys still or no? <laughs> no, somebody um, in somebody yeah, know. Uh, you know some rich person owns those now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they may not be my mine, Continue mine. your <laughs> real story while we stop being assholes. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, they go through your wrist, which is still blows my fucking mind. Um, and yeah, it's just like a little incision. I'm for those for the listeners. I'm zooming because I don't trust myself to drive drive long distances uh, just yet. So, um, but I don't know if you can see any of this. Probably not. Uh, it's a little incision oh, in my wrist. Dude, and that's the they, that, that's the incision I got for my carpal tunnel surgery. It's like the exact same thing. You know, probably you and probably I were the talking. Same size. You and I were talking about that earlier today and, and you know, just about like how amazing that is and, and, you know, the miracle of modern medicine. But, you know, you saying it now, I'm thinking about how much easier that is on the body and, or less traumatic that is and probably yeah. how it aids in, in the recovery. recovery as like, opposed to cracking your, body your fucking chest well, not the dealing with like, stress. Like and to like, go yeah. in there like, yeah. like full open heart surgery is like a monstrous that's, activity. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean. We were you were saying like yeah, you know, so I've, I've had a couple surgeries and like surgeries itself. are fucking and that that's not like that kind of surgery. That kind of surgery is yeah. like really fucking traumatic on the body. Yeah, you know what started that? Yeah. Bloodletting. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily yeah. I didn't do much of that in this experience. Um, so they go they went in with a they go in with a camera or they inject dye first, I guess, so they can map out the vascular system, and then they uh, put a camera in, went into my fucking heart. And cleared, well, they, they said, you are having a heart attack, which I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. 
Um, yeah, I mean, at that point, I was. They were asking me all kinds of questions, like history of heart disease. If you had a heart attack before, that type of stuff. Whether or not you're uh, a like, Republican. No, no, no. Wait, so you're awake for all this? Right. Like, like going through- <laughs> yeah, I was. I was awake the whole time. Because so, like I the actual, like, remember well, asking. They actually get. They, they actually, actually, yeah. They go through your heart and like they go go through your wrist and get to your heart and actually ask you like or tell you you're having a heart attack like in real time. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I remember very distinctly saying, please don't let me die. And they were like, you're going to be fine. Which, again, they have no idea that that's true, I'm sure. I'm sure that's something they say to everybody to keep them calm, like the cattle that we are. Um, I mean, but, if they said, yeah. like, that did you not know, work buddy, on me just now. There's a 50-50 shot there. <laughs> I'm sure that's probably yeah. not going to well, make also, you like, just feel your, that just, great. Like, you know? granted, like, you're... you're you have a real was, shot at this one. <laughs> yeah, but, like like... I mean, if they raise your blood pressure, it could like it could be fatal. So yeah. like to right. not be calm would be like yeah. seriously catastrophic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so they mapped it. They go in with the camera. They cleared the blood clot. Well, they they checked the other arteries as well. They said everything else is clear. No blockage. No plaque buildup. No your cholesterol levels are good. Everything like you know they uh, did all the things. Um, and yeah, they cleared the blood clot that was in, that was blocking the main artery and placed a stent. And then that was kind of like it in the, in the emergency room. They let me like chill there for a little bit. And then they put me in, um, the intensive care unit. Um, so can we, can we pause there for one second? Like yeah. the, the important part of what you went through is that there are no symptoms, right? Like, like it's not like a, it's not a right. plaque buildup. It's not like a lifelong, like bad diet. It's not like, yeah. like, like, uh, to go back to the, uh, election episode where we did it live and I was in a really bad mood. I was in a really bad mood because my mom had a heart attack because she had plaque buildup and like all the symptoms were there and like she went through all the things and that's not what you went through. Like the things, the no. standard things like the right arm hurting, like all the, the, the standard yeah. white. None of stuff. that. No, no, no smelling of burnt toast or any of that stuff. None yeah. That like happened. that doesn't happen in this case because it's a random blood clot that forms randomly and just like shoots in your heart for no reason. Like a usual, yeah. a usual heart attack is what Kat is actually trying to defeat in her field of study for white males specifically. No. Is it, well, yeah, I mean the, <laughs> The classical symptoms are typically based on white men, yeah. Yeah. So, like, those things don't happen, usually. Like, mm-hmm. in this case, this is this is worse. The train is here. <laughs> train is making That's the first time you've ever been Damn. frustrated with the train. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> like the, the, Josh, what fucks me up about you, what, you're, what happened to you is that, like, there is no warning. There is no symptom. There is no right. nothing. There's just a feeling and, like, a weird feeling, and then you get in a bathtub, and then... You made a phone call that changed the outcome. Like, that's all it was. Yeah. Yep. That's just... Yep. Otherwise, I would have just been dead in my parents' bathtub for God knows how long. <laughs> yeah. I just... I, uh, I, I can't emphasize that enough because, like, I feel like for, for guys that are our age or anyone our age, like, that's a very important thing to realize. Like, if yeah. you feel terrible... And even after like, the surgery, I don't... I, like, even after I got out of the emergency room or out of the operating room, I don't think it, I, I mean, obviously I was loopy <laughs> again, the fentanyl. Um, but I like the first thing I asked, I was like, all right, so do I get to like go home now? Or like, they're like, no, you fucking idiot. We're <laughs> holding you for a couple of days. <laughs> so yeah, they, yeah. And I was there, that was a Sunday it happened and I was there through Tuesday. 
um, when they let me home or let me go home and fucking shower, uh, which was glorious. Um, but then to what Christian had talked about earlier, the, the second thing was that Thursday. So I, a little over a day later, um, I started experiencing similar symptoms to like the initial one. But a little bit different, like I had the the chest pains, but they weren't necessarily as severe initially. Um, And but I was like sweating profusely, and my uh, my blood pressure had gone like way down. Um, So as a precaution, we called nine one one again, and they came here. Different area um, because we live in Silver Spring, and the the initial one was was in Bethesda. So uh, they, (laughs) yeah, they were a little. Three Stooges ish, except there was like eight of them, um, <laughs> and <laughs> they, yeah, they uh, got me. Uh, eventually, got me uh, down down the stairs. It took uh, <laughs> a lot of discussions about how they were going to do it and and all that. And they tried to like shave my chest for some reason to get the EKG stuff on um, and all that good stuff, um, but. Yeah, then they spilled a bunch of aspirin on me in the ambulance. <laughs> and Just absorb like it through fucking, your skin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, to the point where, like, when I ended up in the in the hospital, the, the uh, doctor, like, pulled a piece of, like, a, a, a whole aspirin out of my chest there and was like, this is probably not doing him any good here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that Aww. doctor gets MVP, <laughs> for sure. Um but yeah, the the experience at Holy Cross was eventually once they got to the ICU, it was it was better. But uh, the intake was a fucking nightmare because they weren't communicating with me um, and telling me what was going on. Um, they were asking me a lot of questions that they should probably have had information on um, in in their computer system um, that I had to like you know I I don't know what's going on. I assumed it was another heart attack or something because they emphasized when they released me that. Once you've had one, you're more susceptible to others, even though it's not like a heart necessarily a heart issue. But now it's a heart issue because you've had a fucking heart attack. Um, but yeah, uh, they they just didn't never at any point were like you're not having a heart attack. You're you're uh, <laughs> you're going to be fine. Again, those those famous words. Um, what ended up happening was it was a piece of the the initial clot that had broken loose. Um, and caused like the similar symptoms to to occur, but not an actual second heart attack. So that was all. That was on Thursday. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and then they let me let me go home the following morning, um, and that's when I ran into Christian. So that was the time you had seen me prior to today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I I you know BJ uh, sent me a text message like the day after you had the initial heart attack and it i mean honestly my my first reaction was like you're joking like because at your age and you know <laughs> that was my reaction again, too again, so. like, <laughs> you want you, you know l- looking at you you are not the person you're you, you're not the sort of person that you're like oh yeah that guy is like you know a candidate for a heart attack it, it just doesn't <laughs> it doesn't make sense and um so it settled in and it, you know, immediately I called you and we talked and you, you actually, you sounded pretty good. You sounded, you know, like obviously you went through something, but you sounded like how, you know, like normal. And, uh, so I think we've referenced that BJ and I are doing a renovation in your kitchen. And, um, I happened to be in your kitchen, like at your house, like 
the morning you came back from the second hospital visit, and I had no idea that that even happened. So, like, I, I sent you a text message, like, hey, I'm on my way, and you're like, yeah, cool, uh, yeah, just let yourself in or whatever. And uh, you walk in the door, and, like, you, 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 there just was, like, a weird, awkward moment, and, like, you visibly, like, you 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 looked shaken up. I mean, and obviously, you like, you're home immediately after, like, yeah. going to the hospital again, and, like... You know, I talked about this earlier today uh, that like that that second, you know, second visit is almost like more more like shaking uh, or shakes you up a little mm-hmm. bit more because like you, you know, one, it's like maybe you feel like, ah, well, I went through it. It's already done. But then it, it's like you're prepared for it. You can like intellectualize. You understand right. it better. The, the first time you're still in shock, you, you know, it doesn't make sense. But I brought it up earlier, like being at your house when when you guys came home. Uh, you were talking about Masha earlier and like her her response to it, and like she you you immediately like you you and I talked for like two seconds, and it you know you know a couple seconds, and it was like oh yeah you fucking go to bed like go rest yeah you know. yeah. Um, but Masha came down and we were ch- chatting for a little bit, and and she's. Seems like a tough person, but she she visibly like you could you know body language is everything. Like she, she could tell how shaken yeah. she was with that, and uh, she may yeah. not be displaying that like you know to you and the being yeah. strong for you on the the moment to moment. But yeah, that's like certainly uh, yeah uh, an experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and like that night in particular because we had. Like like I said, they weren't communicating. It wasn't until about like two thirty that I ended up in the ICU, and she was trying to get in the whole time. And because of COVID restrictions, they just don't let in visitors. Uh, as like the, the whole visiting system, it's limited to one person during normal visiting hours. But they weren't like letting her in, and they weren't communicating. At one point, they actually put my parents through to my hospital bed uh, to because they were calling the hospital to get updates and. They instead of like giving them updates, put them put them through to me. Like I was going to be able to give them updates when they hadn't provided any updates to me. They're like, "John, what's going on?" I was like, "I don't know what's going on." <laughs> and yeah, that was uh, a bit terrifying. And Masha was like trying to you know access the hospital the whole time, and uh, and so she was up all night. And we both by the time we'd gotten home, neither of us had like slept, obviously. And so yeah, we were probably at. That was probably a low point <laughs> in in the whole saga. Right. I can give kind of like a weird yeah. anecdote like that kind of like revolves around the 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 like good hospital system versus like bad hospital system. Um there was once we were here when my girlfriend was here and her back went out like just doing like random tasks in the shop, right? She was just like painting the bottom wrestling. Of the thing. <laughs> there was no wrestling, no wrestling, I swear. But she was just like doing something in the shop and like just whatever. And fucking she tweaked her shit the wrong way and it, her back went out like completely, right? Fell down and was like, all right, what do we do? So I just like laid her down on, on a shop blanket in the shop. But like we're, we're in a part of the city that like, like if you're going to, if you're going to go to a hospital, it's going to be one of the overtaxed like inner city hospitals. And by overtaxed, I mean like underfunded, like everyone's under stress. Like it's, it's a, it's not the best, like the first hospital you went to was like best case scenario, right? Yeah. The second hospital was not best case scenario. 
that's just how that works. They're both they're both very good hospitals. I want to be clear about that. Like in in the grand scheme of things, I live in Montgomery County, Maryland, so they're they're well funded. Um, one, but that just to your point, the, even they're that close to each other, uh, <laughs> being that much of a discrepancy. I can't even imagine what's going on in fucking downtown Baltimore. Right. So, like in in downtown Baltimore, it's like you could get. There's a lot of gunshots. There's a lot of other things, right? There's a lot of like like drug abuse and things like that. In this case, like my girlfriend, like like threw her back out, like doing a, a simple task, and like the amount of effort we had to go through to like convince them that we weren't junkies, because we looked like like we looked like street people, right? Like we came from a shop, like we're doing shop stuff. Like I'm always dirty. Like I'm forever dirty. I'm always covered in glue and shit. Like I looked, I looked dirty forever. And she just came to like, like do stuff at the shop that one day and got injured. And like, we had to call an ambulance and we had to go through an alarming amount of tasks to get an ambulance to where we were in this, in this, this place we record the podcast. And, uh, I had to actually had to like cross a, an active train and like jump over the train tell the ambulance where to go, jump the train again, which started moving, which I had to jump off of and almost broke my ankle. But like, that was fine. <laughs> at least like, there would have been an ambulance there. At least there would have been an ambulance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they weren't because I sent them somewhere else. So I would have been by myself just dying on the train track. So anyway, like we went through all this stuff. We get to the hospital and we're sitting in the waiting room for the ER and it's all, it's all junkies. Like I, I gotta be honest. Like everyone else there was like eating spaghetti out of a bag with their hands, high on heroin and like, I can't say that in a better way. Like, there's no other, there's no other way to say it. I'm just going to let you Where say it. Where did they all get spaghetti? <laughs> I don't know, but spaghetti was the thing that it's, I saw. It's actually a two for one. It's heroin and spaghetti. But, like, the, the, but the treatment you get in, like, certain situations, like, even if you are a, like, non-drug addict human being who happened to end up in this emergency room in this situation that happened to be in, like the heroin capital of America. So like everyone else is on heroin. I don't know how to describe this, but like, like, so, but you also have to keep in mind too, that in emergency rooms, they're trained to prioritize things. So if something is not life threatening, they don't have to rush for you. Right. The rush isn't what I'm referring to. It's the treatment that I'm referring to. Well, you also received treatment that made you feel marginalized, but you were marginalized partially because that like uh, of what you were saying. Well, no, I'm I, assuming. Well, I'm no, assuming. it was it's more the like the the level of questioning that went through to like get to the pain medication. Okay, Spe- the specific. <laughs> yeah. well, to so, be fair, so, like yeah, that's something. I, I got a lot of questions about that too. I had very fresh track marks. What could have been just uh, appear to be track marks from having being hooked up to IVs, and I look how I look. So I'm sure they made some interpret some like. Uh, right. You know, took some leaps on on what the reason I was there. That, um, I think that's a universal the, the second thing. time. I, yeah. I don't even think the inner city Baltimore element of that is yeah. is a hundred percent the yeah, part. Yeah, the opioid pandemic is it's yeah, that's like, definitely a thing. Yeah. So me and my younger brother were riding bikes together, and he took a header on asphalt, and like fucking blacked out, lost his short term memory for hours. I was freaked out. Right, I rushed him to the hospital. And because it, Dave, yes, my younger brother, Dave, it'll be fine, Dave. Yeah, exactly. So Camaro's it was me <laughs> and I was like 29 and my younger brother who was like 25 and our parents were there. Right. And, and they were like, okay, well, what happened? How did he lose his memory? Are you sure you weren't doing drugs and alcohol? It's like, we were riding bicycles. Will you please fucking help my brother? <laughs> right. I answered that same question uh, many, many. I had, I had that same indignance, right? Like, no, but, but and, I get and, it now. In this situation, like it resulted in like 
like non useful pain medication. Like it was well, like we're like yeah. in such a like a this this area specifically where we are right now is so heroin centric. It's like they just didn't give anything that was of use. What I, I'm gonna push back a little bit and say that I think like there yes, Baltimore is definitely a little heroin you know, there's there's definitely a bigger problem here. But it the problem exists everywhere and I also think that one something they've noticed through this problem is it it's crosses all socioeconomic and racial barriers. Right. right. Everybody is, yeah. is, is affected by this. And, and back pain is notoriously like the like, thing. It, it's a, it's a pain that warrants pain treatment, but doesn't necessarily have any visible or obvious. It has no visible. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so it, right. it's notoriously the thing people go in and oh, I threw my back out. Give me Vicodin. Give me, you know, Percocet. Right. Yeah. It was like, and it was like worst case scenario and the worst case scenario inside of also the worst case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> so like when did this thing and like, like how to deal with that? But it was it's like, like she went in there with like two fistful of red flags. In her <laughs> <laughs> like, don't give me anything. But her, her back actually went out. Like, it was like, a, it's fucked up. Like, <laughs> not to take this to a super dark spot, but like, I also have had a friend who had a history of drug use, went through major surgery and Got was put on pain meds and then OD'd and died. And so, like, I understand why they're hesitant. Yeah, I get that too. It's just like, uh, it's all the 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 system is well, like it's it's really the opioid thing working against itself, right? Like, you create the situation, you create a pandemic, essentially of like this drug, and then it also like denies those who need it the thing. I don't know. I mean, I, so, and I I totally take Cat's point. And your point too, but to a certain effect, like I know we 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 used to be in pain a whole lot more, you know, yeah. twenty, thirty, fifty, a hundred years ago, right? You're just saying we're not tough enough now. No, no, I don't mean it that way. I mean like <laughs> I'm need, just need more is fucking a, football. Need is a movable. <laughs> it's a it's a moving target, right? And that and and that's kind of the point, right? Like it, it depends on. Uh, well, the abuse the, has ruined the situation where, like, like exactly, she needed exactly. it and yeah, couldn't yeah. get it, mm -hmm. and like somebody doesn't like is in the same situation, or somebody that needed it but then gets hooked on it, like which is what Cat's description mm -hmm. is. That's yeah. when shit gets weird because I I'm pretty naive in that way. Well, like like why is fentanyl like why did you get that drug like what was the what was the it's, reason for that? Is that drug? less? I, I mean, addictive? I got morphine at the second place. Like why wasn't morphine good enough the first sure. time? Well, I mean, I wonder if. I, I I specifically requested not fentanyl the second time because I felt like going back to back like that is probably how bad things happen. Um, but you know, a lot of people don't even probably consider that, and who knows? But, but like, like, why is it? Why like, I don't know. Like, maybe what's, it was what's the part maybe it was of that because is of a area. sedative effect? It's like too. a Pepsi Coke situation. <laughs> but like, what's the reason for like fentanyl's horrible, right? Like, it's a it's it's wildly but worse. But as a pain management, it's much more effective. It, 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 yes, yes, it is. It is. And, and but I feel like so, like that. But are, like morphine was fine, no. Not I, morphine and fentanyl are not going to be better or worse than each other. Yeah, can you clarify? Yeah. So I don't remember a ton of stuff as far as like the the drug compounds. Fentanyl is also, I believe, can be used partially as a more of a sedative, and like they're equivalent. They're both very good pain medications. Um, they're also both going to have the same issues, um, because the the way that those function are more. Um, 
It's less sort of like inflammation pain sensor kind of thing and more like central nervous system, like you just don't have the pain kind of thing because mm-hmm. um, yeah. your brain doesn't process it that, you know, the same way. Um, but like, did we need a fentanyl or like was the other one good enough? They're equivalent. Well, then what's yeah, the, that's what's, what I was saying. Maybe it's like a Pepsi Coke situation. Yeah, what's the, what's the, like, one, one's not worse than the other. But like, what's the point of fentanyl existing? Because fentanyl. No, Pepsi like, is worse than Coke. We can agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like fentanyl, like on the street, is killing people. That's because they don't know how much they're taking. Yeah, but that's right. that's the issue. Like, if you create a thing that's it, like so high, like so you, you can do the same thing with morphine too, with yeah. any other type of opioid. Yeah. It doesn't or, yeah. matter. People take Percocets and right. can fuck yeah. themselves yeah. up. The only real painkiller I've ever had was hydrocodone, and mm. I definitely could have been addicted to that. Like I, I had that too, and it was awesome. It was amazing. It was fantastic. <laughs> I was real glad yeah. when it went away. I mean, opiates. I gave some of it away because I did not. My I, I didn't. My tooth that. stopped hurting, and I was like, "Well, I'll just stay high for a couple more days." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, opiates I bet you experienced some sweet withdrawals because it was good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, That's not for the the public. The the story. You know, with the the broken wrist, I mean, they gave me a f- giant fucking bottle of, of Vicodin. Um, and I think that was back when they could still give refills on that. So there were three refills on that, which I did not get refilled. Yeah, I remember when my dad had his knee replacement. He was on a bunch of meds. And because my dad doesn't know very much about really anything scientific he was just like oh my doctor gave me these things and i take them at these times and that's fine right and so he went to get a refill and they were like why do you need a refill and he was like because they're empty and they were like but why do you need a refill and he was like (laughs) am i not supposed to do that and they're like sir do you understand what these are he had no idea that he was asking for an extra refill on pain meds and like people got mad but that's that's the point though is like there's these things that are like like extreme like you're basically doing heroin right like you're doing a fucking barbiturate like the, you don't realize you're doing and they're just like prescribing these things with like reckless abandon to like solve pain problems. And, and, and like That's the, the case I described, it's like, it, it wasn't a problem. Right. Right. Like right. So that was the case. But, but there's, it, there's a lot of layers to that. Like, I, I, I mean, I, know, I personally, it's fucking, it's I don't have enough experience with that mm-hmm. to be aware of it. Right. Like, uh, but I don't, it's a problem. No. Yes. Yeah. That's absolutely true. But it, it, it definitely, uh, I don't have that same reverence for it being as dangerous as I should, you know. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting when you think about like how science progresses because, you know, you get to a point where you're just like, oh, like we now have these drugs that help control pain and that's great. And, you know, we can finally do this and it's all positive. And then people start going, oh, wait, these are addictive. But maybe if we can manage it, it'll be fine. And then, th- you know, the wheels kind of come off the bus. Um, and now, you know, researchers are looking into ways to do this that control pain in ways that are not addictive in the same way. And so, you know, it's, it's incremental progress, but, but also you know, like what we have currently. The, like the knee-jerk reaction is like not solve pain problems, essentially. Well, mm. o- o- only on the ground level, but like not researchers. Yeah, researchers say. still want to answer that question. Right. But people at the hospital yeah. just don't want to give junkies pain meds, well, right? Yeah, and, like, it depends, though. Like, so there are um, conflicting forces where some doctors, um, their job and their ability to get raises are based on patient review. And so if patients are disappointed because they're not getting pain pills, then the doctor is less likely to get promoted or be able to stay in his position. Oh, that's fucked. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, yeah so there's, there's, yeah, a, there's a lot of, like, nuance to that together. thing that people like to oversimplify mm-hmm. the problems with, like, oh, it, I hear this in the news, this is... You know the way it is, but there's right. lots of right. other 
Yep. Yeah, and then on factors. the other side, yeah, if you're working in a place that has the opposite things, you might get more of a sway in the different direction. So it's yeah, there's a lot of politics that go into it too. All right, so I propose this. <laughs> Yay, American healthcare! <laughs> as as this episode is going like way in the weeds and super hard. To I don't know. I felt good about everything that just happened. No, it's all good. <laughs> Why don't we start this again next week? Feeling better. And do a part two of this one. Our first part two, because I feel like there's no way to conclude this in the time allotted. I mean, so Josh, you have to week. hang around for another week. Yeah, if you're not dead <laughs> next week. Well, I wasn't gonna, but I guess I'll stick around <laughs> for the sequel. Your thing is to not die. If you could just not die, that'd be great. All right. I'll buy that. If I could I'll get a that. finished and functional kitchen, I think that would help. That's <laughs> oh. His survival depends upon it. <laughs> I hear how this is working. Your table's out. right there. Just come and get it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you yeah. come and do the work, man. Run up here real quick. <laughs> All right. Yeah? 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 yeah. So to conclude tonight's episode, Josh, if you could do the honors, I have to give it to you. In case you die. I, I was going to offer it too. Cause, oh, yeah. Yeah. In case you die. Good to see you, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, dear listener. Don't forget to rate and review the show on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help people find the show. And of course, please follow us on all the social medias. Handle at MedForDeadPod on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell a stranger. They'll know what you're talking about. We love reading all your comments and questions, so please keep them coming. Thanks for listening.